Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, your central hub for all things related to education. Join us every episode for the most up-to-date tips and strategies on how to maximize student potential. Sit back, listen, and enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast. I am your host, Huzefa, as always. And today, as we are just past Labor Day, everything's really getting in full swing. I've got a really, really cool guest on the show today. I've got Chris Pedrigal, who is the founder of an amazing company that's all about education. And let me tell you a little bit about Chris before I talk about his company, Socratic. Chris is, well, the way I found Chris actually is he he was on a 30 under 30 list in Forbes for an amazing education Somebody who has amazing insight into the world of education is doing great things. Chris went to Stanford. He works at companies like Apture and Google, so a very accomplished individual. And he has now started this company called Socratic. And Socratic is essentially a free open resource for the world that makes learning easier. This is from the website. They've helped 18 million plus students. So they've done really fantastic things. But I don't want to get too much into the nitty gritty. I'm going to let Chris tell you all about it. So without further ado, Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you, Josefa. So Chris, tell us a little bit about how you got, before we talk about Socratic, which I talk, I absolutely want to do, and I want you, want all the listeners out there, parents, students, whoever's listening, you, I want you to understand what this is all about so you can also use this as well, either for yourself or with your children to help their, to, to kind of smooth their, their learning. What how did you get into education? Because I see you were a computer science major, just like I was in undergrad. How did you find yourself wanting to work in the field of education? Uh, yeah, so uh, actually, it's a pretty similar path to a lot of people who start off in technology and then move over to education. I was working at Google and um, had a great time there, but wanted to work on something that I felt would have a, a social impact and Education's always been very dear to my heart because I feel that all the opportunities I've had in my life have been a result of the education I was lucky enough to receive. So I just uh, just quit Google and, and decided to learn as much as I could <laughs> about education and how technology could be put to better use in the service of learning. What was? How did you also come to the decision to start something yourself versus join an existing education company? I actually, when I quit Google, the first thing I did was I, I joined an existing education company uh, just because I felt like I didn't know anything about education. And, um, and that, that company was called Lords, no longer around. And I learned uh, a lot, <laughs> uh, I think, pretty quickly there. And um, the, the impetus to start Socratic was really because I, I noticed that there were a lot of students who were struggling to learn something. Let's say, imagine you're doing your homework and you get stuck on a problem. And what they would do is they'd go to the internet, they'd go to Google, and they'd search for help on Google. And that's, uh, with my background working at Google, that was a use case I was very familiar with and was obvious to me that was completely broken. 
Um, and I set off with my co-founder and uh, my co-founder is this guy called Trayon Spontali and um, he came from a very similar, similar background, wanted to work in education. And we just, you know, started working on it. So tell, so what, when describe Socratic for me, how does it work? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's very simple. So Socratic is, it's a mobile app that helps you with your homework. So imagine you're a student and you're doing homework and you're confused. You don't know how to do a question on your homework. All you need to do is take a photo of the question using the Socratic app and the app will do all this complicated artificial intelligence stuff in the background to try to teach you how to answer that question. And then I noticed on your web, on the website for Socratic.org, it mentions that I know there's AI involved, but there's also, isn't it right that there's also people out there that are contributing answers in addition to the AI? Yeah, absolutely. So Socratic is powered by this really amazing community of thousands of individuals and it's a diverse community. We have a lot of teachers and professors. We also have a lot of uh, students or grad students who love teaching and they contribute both by um, answering questions, also by training the AI backend um, to, to return the right information um, and creating lessons. So basically we have humans because we, at the core of Socratic, we believe that teachers um, like, you know, people know how to teach. Teaching is a craft, right? And there are things that technology can do um, to get the right teaching in front of the right student at the right time. Uh, so we're combining both the technology to, to get the right stuff in front of the right student, but all the content's powered by people, created by really great teachers. Now, when students, let's say they take a picture, they have a question, mm-hmm. they're confused on it, they take a picture, they submit it, what's the turnaround time usually, or is there an average time for getting a response? Right. So, so unlike other services where um, you post a question and you actually wait for someone to answer a question, that might take anywhere from 30 minutes to a few hours. Um, Socratic, because it has that artificial intelligence in the background, returns something immediately. Um, and our dream is that every time a student takes a photo of a question, they immediately get the perfect lesson that teaches them how to do that question. We're not there yet. So uh, sometimes the results we return are similar to the results you find on Google. But um, when for the subjects, the topics that we do cover, it's it's instant. So it's instant help. That's really cool. So tell me a little bit about the topics that you cover. What what are they? Yeah. So we started out in chemistry. Um, we're expanding to physics and biology and math right now. So those are the subjects we're going to have in-depth explanations, like like just-in-time tailored explanations for for most questions that students have very shortly. That's cool. And what was the why did you guys decide to start with chemistry as opposed mm-hmm. to other subjects? Yeah, chemistry is a pretty interesting science because it's um, it's a good bridge between biology and physics for the type of problems. There are very numerical uh, problems, for example, if you have to calculate like molarity in chemistry, which are akin to problems in physics. But then there are also a lot of conceptual questions in chemistry, which are representative questions you'd find in biology or earth science. So it seemed like a good starter subject to test out the technology. That's really cool. So I'll tell you one thing too. I know that so I, I do a lot of private tutoring work, mm-hmm. not in chemistry, but mostly in mathematics. And I have, I have, I just got to say that like for the concept of taking a photo and sending it, I mean, I actually do that with my clients who aren't mm-hmm. in the Los Angeles area and it's really effective They'll, I tell them to send me a picture ahead of time of all their work and then we'll get on a call and we'll go through it together. So I think that's great. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think that's right on as far as the, as far as on the platform and the answers, do you guys plan to implement or do you already implement video tutorials, anything akin to Khan Academy? Yeah, yeah. So the um, 
the AI engine, the artificial intelligence engine we built, does a, a really smart thing. So once it identifies what a question is about, it'll try to return lots of different types of resources that are helpful to you. So um, it will, in fact, return a Khan Academy video lesson on the topic that the question is about. The really cool thing about it, though, is that the 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 name of the lesson, the, t the concept, doesn't even have to be in the question. So, for example, let's say you have a question that's really a stoichiometry question, but you can't, like a student wouldn't be able to tell that from just looking at the question because the word stoichiometry doesn't show up. It'll just be a question of, you know, um, like how many moles of this and combined with moles of that. Uh, the AI engine will figure out it's actually a stoichiometry question and it will surface a Khan Academy video on stoichiometry or whatever our communities deem to be the best video lesson for that topic. Very cool. Do you guys allow uploading to your individual platform or is it more, again, just pooling videos from that already exist on these topics? Yeah, all the videos come from YouTube. Um, and just the, the reason for that's pretty simple. We don't, we don't want to, if you're going to create a video lesson on a topic, we don't want you to be locked into Socratic. We want it to be available to as many people as possible. And YouTube is the, the biggest platform for educational videos right now. So that's where we pull our videos from. Do you guys, are you guys familiar with websites like Skillshare or Udemy or mm -hmm. these other, do you guys plan yeah. to ever integrate with those guys? Well, honestly, we haven't really thought about it. Um, just my, my understanding is that like those websites cover all kinds of topics and we're extremely focused on middle school and high school uh, uh, classes. So at this point, we don't have any plans to integrate. Actually, I mean, that's true. To be honest, the, the majority. So I create content on Udemy and it is mm -hmm. all education focused and math focused. But by and large, the I'd say a lot of the, the information covered on those websites probably isn't relevant because it's mm -hmm. it's more like finance based or, right. you know, different things like that. Uh, so I, I want to just take ask a quick question because sure. I'm I'm an attorney. Well, I, I don't practice anymore, but I was fascinated by the name Socratic. So mm -hmm. what? What was the what was the inspiration to name your app Socratic? <laughs> well, I, I guess uh, the the insider thought that we had that it was that if you're confused, if you're a student and you're confused, the one thing that you have and all students have when they're confused is a question, and that really seems like the starting point for for learning. And the, the term Socratic, even though I'd say most of our students don't know who Socrates is or know about the Socratic method. Just this idea of the question being the foundational building block of learning uh, really intrigued us. So that, that's why we went with it. I mean, to be honest, I think it's great because I actually, I like to try and use maybe some version of the Socratic method when I teach math, mm -hmm. basically by by pushing people to, to try and figure stuff out by asking particularly targeted questions. I, I don't know. I think it's cool. And I think actually... I think that the Socratic method works really well in a one-on-one -on -one tutoring session, even, mm -hmm. even much better than a uh, class. So now if, if people are out there listening and they're like, I actually have – so I'm, I'm really rusty. I took AP Chemistry a long time ago, but I'm really rusty. And I had a student recently ask, hey, are you available? I, I was like, you probably should go somewhere else. But <laughs> it sounds like your app might be a perfect fit for her. If she wants to check, use it, does she need to download an app or can she use it online or both options? Yeah, she should definitely download the app. Um, there, we do have a website with a lot of information, but the, the real experience, the magic of taking a photo of a question and, and then you know, getting a, a, a lesson only happens with the app. The app's free. So if you, if you just search for Socratic app or go to Socratic.org, it'll prompt you to install it or just go to the app store and search for Socratic will show up. 
Very cool. And are, do you guys have users primarily in the U.S. or is it all over the place? All over the place. We're only in English right now. Uh, so we're primarily, I think we're 70% U.S., 30% the rest of the world. And those people are in India, Pakistan, Philippines, basically all the different, the U.K., all the different countries that have a lot of English-speaking students. Awesome. And I, I just want to go back to the math side that you said you're building mm-hmm. in. What subjects or what range of mathematics are you planning to cover? Yeah, so the thing about math is that uh, when you're computers can understand math problems in a way that they can't easily understand chemistry or biology questions, right? So it's pretty easy for a computer to give you the answer to a question, whether it's an algebra question or a calculus question, right? What's tricky and what we're working on is building the entire engine that teaches you how to answer a question at different levels. And we're starting with algebra right now. Uh, that's what we're focused on. And then we're, we're going to just move all the way up to calculus. And are there is are you following a particular textbook or a particular curriculum? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we, we aren't. What we do is um, because our app is out there and, and it's, you know, we get millions of questions. Um, what we do is we tackle the topics that are the most popular. Basically, the topics that will help the most students once we build them in. Okay. Very cool. For, I got two final questions. So my first, my first question is, do you have any recommendations? Of course, guys, if you're listening, definitely check out Socratic. If you, do you have any other recommendations for supplementary resources for parents that have kids in chemistry, in different Mm -hmm. math classes, stuff like that, that you think are are really great and and Mm -hmm. that are, and that are preferably free? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I, I I still think if if you're if you're I think there are two ways to to two ways that resources can be useful. One uh, is that you don't know a topic or you want to learn a topic from scratch or refresh your memory, and then I think YouTube videos are really the best way to go. Uh, Khan Academy is a good place to start, but there are really really good teachers that are specific to different subjects in chemistry. There's this YouTube teacher named Tyler DeWitt. His videos are excellent in biology. There's uh, a channel called Bozeman Science um, with the professors, uh, uh, Paul Anderson, who's also phenomenal. As far as, um, as far as if you're stuck on a specific question, you don't know how to answer that question, uh, that use case really isn't served um, by other services out there. So I, <laughs> I mean, I'm biased, but I'd recommend you download the Socratic app and use that. For sure. All right. I recently, here's the last question. I recently did an episode on the future of education where I see education going. And I mean, it wasn't actually my opinions. It was based on a really cool article I'd found that, that went through all these big folks in education and what, how they envision the future. Mm-hmm. So you're on the forefront. You've got a company that's doing great things listed in, again, Forbes 30 under 30, doing all this, all these uh, cool stuff for society. Where do you see, how do you see education in 10 years, 10 years out from now? Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to move to a world where there's much less focus on the specific content that a student is learning and uh, much more focus on the different types of literacy, the tools that that student has. So up until now, information has been hard to access and it was really important to memorize things, to learn specifics as technology has become pervasive and better and faster, a lot of answers in terms of memorization are just a Google search away. Uh, So it doesn't really make a lot of sense to spend years and years and years 
trying to memorize a whole bunch of things in your brain, especially because the world we live in is changing so quickly. So the way, and I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to be fast, but I, if you're talking about the 10-year horizon, uh, what I imagine is a focus on teaching students how to learn, making sure they have really great critical thinking skills, ability to write and communicate, uh, literacy and how to use digital tools, as well as find information that may exist on the internet or other places and really assess what's good, what's not good, where, who's writing it, what are their motives, be really critical thinkers. That That's where I see the focus going. I also see that um, uh, connecting very well to the workforce, like the types of skills that uh, employees need in the information age are much more around being able to collaborate, being able to communicate, being able to think critically, being able to um, think creatively and use all the tools at their disposal to do what they want. Yeah, that's actually very much in line with a lot of the folks in the article that I read. Uh, that's exactly right in line with their thoughts. Mm-hmm. A, a follow-up on based on this, from what you said, I, I got to ask because, I mean, we talk about reading all the time with my, mm-hmm. with my pri- uh, private clients, with my classroom kids. Last thing, how how important is reading? Obviously, very important, but how, how would you put it, the importance of reading, and how much do you think kids should be reading on a daily basis? Hmm. Um, okay, well, there are two questions. I can answer the, the first. I think reading and writing are are, are paramount. They're like the, the foundational, foundational literacy uh, that enable all these other things that I was just talking about. As to how much students should be reading on a daily basis, I, I I don't know. I'm not an expert. Um, I I focus with students who are a little bit older than the ones who are first learning how to read. Um, so I I don't I don't have a smart answer there. Fair enough, Chris. Thank you so much for joining. This is awesome. I really I really appreciate you coming on. If people want to go get Socratic or download, what's you know how to, how can they get it in the App Store? Yeah, just go to the App Store and type in Socratic, and we'll show up first. Excellent. Thank you guys so much. And if you guys have any questions or comments, as always, you can email me at huzefa at scalarlearning.com. For more information, I'm going to post a URL and a link to the App Store to download Socratic in the show notes. You can check out the show notes at www.scalarlearning.com. Thank you guys so much for joining. I'll see you guys next time. Take it easy. Learning, give me that skill of learning.